Father, we thank you for a time like this. We have gathered at your feet once again to study your word. Lord, we pray that even as we look at the topic, a new beginning in praise, that you will give us a new beginning in praise. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will open our understanding and you will give us a revelational knowledge of what grace should be, how it should be done, when, where, and everything we need to know about it. Lord, I pray that you will take over this session. You will speak through me. I pray that no one will hear my voice, but they will hear you speaking directly to their heart. I thank you, Heavenly Father, because I know that it is done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So quickly, I'm going to, the topic before me is a new beginning in praise. We are looking at a new beginning in praise. And we'll be taking a couple of texts before I go into the message itself. I want us to turn our Bibles quickly to Second Chronicle chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. Second Chronicles chapter 5, I'll be reading from verse 12 to 14. I read, it says, Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asa, of Heman, of Jeduton, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them an hundred and twenty priests, sounding with trumpets. Verse 13 says, It came even to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound, to be heard, in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music, and praise the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. I'm going to read also Exodus chapter 15, verse 1 to 3. Exodus chapter 15, Exodus 15, verse 1 to 3. It says, Then Moses, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and speak, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he is become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him an habitation. My father's God, and I will exalt him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Now let's look at the last one. Still on Exodus 15, I'll read verse 20 and 21. And Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron, took a timbrel in her hand. And all the women went out after her with timbrels and with dances. And Miriam answered them, Sing ye to the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. 
the horse and his rider had he thrown into the sea. Praise the Lord. Today, the topic before me is a new beginning in praise. Now, we all know that God inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, God dwells in our praise. But we want to understand what does it mean when we say a new beginning in praise. Now, while I was looking at this topic, I began to think about the children of Israel. And it occurred to me that the kind of praise that they offered to God when they left Egypt was way, way different from the praise they offered to God after they crossed the Red Sea. When they left Egypt, the children of Israel, they were free. But after they crossed the Red Sea, we will agree that they were free indeed. I believe the praise they sang was different. We were told that Moses sang a song, which the Bible will later refer to in Revelations as the song of Moses. Miriam also sang the song. Now, bear in mind that Moses and Miriam, these were prophets and prophetesses. They were not choir directors. They were not music leaders in any capacity. But as a result of what happened, they sang songs to God. I want us to see Revelations chapter 15, verse 3. Revelations 15, verse 3, it talks about the song of Moses. Revelation chapter 15, I'll read verse 3. It says, And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true. I, are thy ways, thou king of saints. So we see that the song that Moses sang was now later referred to as the song of Moses. We are looking at a new beginning in praise. Another instance that came to my mind while I was thinking about this particular topic was the issue of Saul and David. Now, Saul had been killing, he has been fighting battles, he's fought, he's killed thousands, but David killed just one person, fought one battle and from nowhere a song erupted and they began to sing they said saul has killed his thousands david has killed his tens of thousands now prior to that time i believe when saul goes out to battle when he comes back the people of israel will rejoice but on this particular occasion the praise was different now let's not talk about the song whether that song was a christian song or whether it was a secular song but the praise was different when we say a new beginning in praise what are we talking about we are talking about a fresh start doing praises the way it has never been done before doing it in a fashion that is better from what we are used to doing it in a way that you might want to describe it as a different level of praise or a new dimension of praise I looked at the topic, a new beginning, and I sort of break it down. There is new, there is beginning, and then there is praise. Another word for beginning, when somebody says beginning, we are talking about the origin, the source. And I think the first thing I began to ask myself is, what has been the source or the motivation behind your praise? What has been the foundation of your praise? On what is our praise built? Some people will only praise God when God has done something specific for them. 
Some people praise God when they come to church. There are people who praise God when it is time, it is only when they want to pray. They go into praises. So, okay, this is the normal format. I praise before I go into prayers. There are people who praise God because people tell them to do it. But the question is, what should be the foundation of our praise? What should be the basis upon which we say, praise the Lord? How should we praise the Lord? Where and when should we praise Him? Should we praise God? How does God want us to praise Him? Because it is one thing to be praising God the way you want to praise Him. It is a different thing for your praise to be acceptable. And bear in mind, the scripture says, God inhabits the praises of His people. Let's see Psalm 22, verse 3. Psalms 22, verse 3. Psalms 22, verse 3. He said, But you that is holy, you that inhabitest the praises of Israel. If you take a minute to ponder on Psalm 22, verse 3, it seems to be, or it seems to suggest that God dwells in the praises of his people. He does not dwell in a house that is built by human hands, but the scripture here is telling us that God, he inhabits the praises of his people, that is, he stays there. So if we want to have the presence of God staying in our lives continually, we must live a life that is full of praise. Praise the Lord. Now, there are a couple of scriptures I would like to read to us that tells us about the different ways and the different occasions where men have praised God. I will start with Acts chapter 2, verse 11. Acts 2, 11. Acts chapter 2, verse 11. I'll read verse 1 and 2 and 3, then I'll jump to 11, just to give us a background to what we are about to talk about. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. Verse 11 Crete, Arabians, we do this is the people who heard them now, this is what they were saying. They say, we hear every man in Crete, Arabians, we do hear them speak in our tongues the wonderful works of God. And I'm going to use this to formulate my definition for praise. Praise is when we declare the wonders of God. When we say who God is. When we declare by revelation what we've found about God in the scriptures. Praise is when we declare the wisdom of God the power of God. And you can sing praises to God. You can also use, you can also sing praises to God and use it to minister unto men. You can sing praises as an instrument for warfare. Because when we praise, we are declaring, we are declaring the wonders of God. We are declaring how great God is. We are declaring how much of God we know. We are declaring how much of God we've been able to see from the scriptures. Let's see Luke chapter 2, verse 13 to 14. Luke chapter 2, verse 13 to 14. In Luke chapter 2, verse 13, 
Luke chapter 2, verse 13, we see here it says, And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Apart from we as men, angels, they praise God. The wind praises God. The trees, they praise God. Everything that God has created praises God. Let's see Psalms 148, verse 1 to 14. That's probably the longest I'll be reading tonight. Psalm 148, verse 1 to 14. I'll read Psalm 148. Psalm 148 says, Praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. You see, praise ye him, all his angels, praise him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He has made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts, all the cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is excellent, his glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. From this place, we see clearly that everything that God has created praises the Lord. And we as humans, we cannot be an exception. But today we are looking at a new beginning of praise. I believe a new beginning of praise is a deliberate approach towards praise, a new way of praising God, a fresh start in praising God, a clean way, a clean start in praising God. I would like to share this, this um, testimony. I remember 2019 into 2020 crossover service, clearly. I can't forget that night because I didn't feel like coming to church. I, I was very tired. I went to work, came back very tired, and I had a lot going on for me at the same time. Or something pushed me said, go to church. As soon as I walked into church, this was at about 12 o'clock or close to 12 o'clock. And usually when it is 12, we'll start praising God. And that's about it. As soon as I walked into church, pastor said something. It was as if pastor saw me. And I believe he actually saw me in the spirit. Pastor said, there is somebody here you didn't feel like coming to church. As soon as I was walking in, he said, you didn't feel like coming to church. You cannot even see any reason why you should praise God going into the new year. But it is you. You need to praise the Lord. So I joined the service. I knew that word was for me. I joined the service and after the service, I left. As I was preparing this message, I remembered that particular occasion. 
And I think the first point I want to drop tonight is that our praise should be unconditional. When we talk about a new beginning of praise, we are talking about unconditional praise. That is a praise that is not based on what God has done. Our praises should not be based on what we are expecting God to do or what he has done that we've not seen or what he has done that we've seen. Because if that is the case, it means that in the event that we do not get what we want God to do for us, we will find ourselves not praising God. The condition or the criteria that was stated in the Bible, the Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. It did not say, let all those that are well praise the Lord. It did not say, let all those that are blessed praise the Lord. In any case, we are already blessed. It said, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. So as far as you have breath in your nose wings, it is enough reason for us to praise the Lord. We see that in Psalm 150, verse 6. It says, let everything. Psalm 150, verse 6. It says, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. We are looking at a new beginning of praise. I was thinking about it. You know, a lot of times as Christians, we talk about a prayer altar. I have a prayer altar. I have specific times when I go to this place to pray. And I was thinking about it. Is it possible to have a praise altar? A praise altar. You know, sometimes we, we, we ask ourselves as Christians, how is your prayer life? But I'm not sure anybody has ever asked me, how is your praise life? I think it is time for us to, this particular topic is actually calling our attention to the place of praise, which is very, very, very important. The Bible tells us that Paul and Silas, they prayed, they sang praises, the prisoners held them, and the foundation of the prison where they were was shaken. The chains that was holding them bound was broken, and the gates were loosed. There are certain doors that will not open until we begin to engage the power of praise. There are certain foundational issues that we might spend years praying and fasting over, but until we, until we engage the power of praise, we might not be able to deal with those issues. There are certain things that will not happen except we really praise God. Even if we do not take anything out of this service, one of the things I want us to take out from this place today is that God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, somebody might begin to ask me, how many times should I praise the Lord in a day? Because I know we have a style of, okay, I pray at this particular point in time. I pray at that particular point in time. David said something. David said, seven times in a day and every day will I praise the Lord. Let's see Psalm 119, verse 164. Psalm 119, verse 164. Psalm 119 verse 164, David said, Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. Now, I want us to take our minds, let us look at that number seven with a spiritual mindset. It is not just talking about the number seven times. Seven stands for confliction. So David was saying, I'm a man that praised God completely with all my heart, with everything that I have. Seven is a number for infinity, according to theologians. And that's why you will see here 
the disciples of Jesus, when they were asking Jesus, they said, how many times should my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Is it seven times? Jesus said, no, seven times, seven times. So seven is a number for infinity, is a number for perfection. What David was saying in Psalm 119 verse 164, he, say, he was saying, I praise God completely. I praise God continuously. I praise God with everything that I have. And there was a time when David moved into another level where they were bringing the ark. And he danced to the point where he was naked. I mean, that was unconventional. And we saw the response that came from his wife. His wife said, see how shamelessly you've disgraced yourself in front of ordinary people. And David gave her a response. Now, David was a man who knew how to praise God. He knew how to praise God in a way that it moves and it touches the heart of God. And that is why God could boldly say, or the Lord could boldly say that David was a man after my own heart. Just to give us some structure, I'm going to focus on three or four lesson outlines. How does God want us to praise him? Why should we praise God? When should we praise God? And with what should we praise the Lord? The first Bible passage I would want to look at to answer the first question, how does God want us to praise him? Is taken from Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Looking at a few scriptures tonight. Isaiah 29, verse 13. He said, Wherefore the Lord said, For as much as these people, they draw near me with their mouth, and with their lips, they do honor me. But their heart is removed far away from me, and their fear towards me is taught by the precepts of men. Another translation says they follow the rules of men. I think one of the ways that God wants us to praise him is for us to praise him from our heart, not just praising him with our lips. And that is why sometimes you see in church, and I'm going to come to that, praise God goes beyond us just singing. Sometimes you could find a scenario where somebody will say, I'm praising God. The person is singing and the mind of the person is somewhere else. And then the choristers, they are trying to get people to dance they're trying to get you to key into the atmosphere it is not working because the person is just praising with the lips but the heart of the person is probably i'm not saying it's all it's the case all the time but probably the heart of the person is far away so one of the ways god wants us to praise him is for us to praise him with our heart another way god wants us to praise him is that we should praise him not the way men have defined praise you know, there is this normal tendency, okay, when it comes to praise, we clap, we dance like this. When it comes to worship, you need to raise your hand. It goes beyond that. And I think part time, we should be sensitive in the place of praise. What does the Holy Spirit want me to do? What am I supposed to do at this particular point in time? How am I supposed to praise God at this point in time? We must not follow the old tradition. And what is, the, what is the old tradition? If you look at, I was looking at um, John chapter 4, the Samaritan woman. The Samaritan woman told Jesus, he said, our fathers worshipped in this mountain. Underline the word fathers. In other words, her perception, her view of praise was built around what the fathers have passed on to her, which is not bad. But in the era we are in, where the Holy Spirit can do tremendous things and walk in diverse ways through us, we must move deliberately away from tradition, away from religion, 
into the place of being led by the Holy Spirit when it comes to praise. Now, don't tell me that the Holy Spirit is leading you to close your mouth when it is time to praise. No. The Holy Spirit will definitely, it's possible anyway, but the Holy Spirit has a way of leading us and we must submit ourselves to the leading of the Holy Spirit in the place of praise so that our praise can be effective and our praise can be acceptable. I want us to read John chapter 4, verse 20 to 24. John chapter 4, verse 20 to 24. If you are there with your Bible, turn to John chapter 4, verse 20 to 24. You see, the, this is the woman speaking. The woman said, Our fathers worshipped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither worship in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. Worship the Father. Ye worship, ye know not what. That is, you worship without understanding. You worship what you do not know. But we worship, but we, we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. We must worship God in spirit and in truth, as we've seen in this place. There is something that, there are changes that must occur for us to experience this shift that we're talking about, a new beginning in worship. Something that must occur that will be different from the way it used to be. I, I remember that the Jew said something, and that's something I've experienced. He said, one of the ways you will know that you are filled with the Holy Spirit is that you wake up in the morning, you wake up with a song. I don't know how many people, how many of us it happens to. It happens to me. Recently, I've started experiencing it again. I wake up in the morning and I wake up, a song is just playing inside. And that then leads the, the devotion that I will do that morning. We must get to that point where praise comes naturally. We must get to that point where praise is like the clothes we put on. I mean, there is no day now you will say, I'm going out today, but I don't feel like dressing or I don't feel like wearing clothes. I just want to go out naked. No, that's not possible. So the same way we clothe our body physically, let us see praise as that which helps us to clothe our spirit spiritually, bearing in mind that God inhabits the praises of his people. How have we been praising God and how does God want us to praise him? God does not want us to have a religious approach. He wants it to be spirit-filled, spirit-driven. God does not want anything that is less than our best. When we come into the place, when it comes to praise, God expects the best that we can offer. Permit me to use this word. It is good to, when it comes to quantity and quality, it is good to give God praise that's i mean quantifiable amount of praise but if you ask me i would say god is probably more interested or is as much interested in quantity as in quality the quality of our praise and now when we talk about praise praise goes beyond just singing we can praise god in the dance we can praise god by our actions we can praise god through ministration and ministering to people we can praise god in our giving I was looking at the lady with the alabaster box who came to Jesus to break the alabaster box at the feet of Jesus. And the cost of the ointment was 300 denarii. 
Now, scholars have estimated it that 300 denarii in today's equivalent is equivalent to $54,500. That was what she used to worship our Lord Jesus at one particular instant. And you can understand why people around, including the disciples of Jesus, they were like, come on, what's, what's this wasteful? Was this necessary? Is this not too much? Are you not taking it too far? But Jesus said, no. He said, wherever this gospel is preached, this woman should be talked about. I came into this house. She has not stopped to do this. She has not stopped to do that. Her praise was continuous in the presence of our Lord Jesus. So we must get to that point where we give God a quality praise. We find this in Mark chapter 14, verse 3. Mark 14, verse 3. Mark chapter 14, verse 3. It says, And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she break the box and poured it on his head. I like that. She didn't pour some and then take the others back. And that would have been fair enough. I mean, just pour some perfume, like the way we use perfume, you just spray some, keep the rest. She broke the box. In other words, she was not going to leave there with anything. She emptied all she had in the place of worship. In the place of praise and i think that is a level where god is fully calling us to god wants our praise to be perfect the bible says be ye perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect now what are those areas where or where are those areas where my own praise is not perfect the lord is calling me to perfection and that is what it means a new beginning of praise the lord is calling us there is an upward and a higher call for us as people who are meant to be praising God. I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now, why should we praise God? Some people praise God because they want God to do something for them. Some people praise God when what they are expecting has come. You are expecting a job, you are expecting a baby, you are expecting one breakthrough or the other, you are expecting a visa, whatever it is. You praise God for it, which is not bad, which is good. Some people praise God when they feel like praising God. I don't feel like praising God now. I'm not moved yet. Some people praise God as an expression of gratitude. Some people only praise God when it is time to pray. Because, okay, let me praise God, enter into the presence of God, and then get on with warfare. But why does God want us to praise Him? I think one of the reasons why God wants us to praise Him is to praise Him because He is God and nothing else. I like the response of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said, O king, the God whom we serve is able to deliver us. But just in case he doesn't deliver us, we will not bow. We will still not bow. God wants us to praise him as God, to praise him for who he is. Not because of what he has done, not because of what we want him to do. And we want God to move in his service. No, we want to praise God for who he is. And when we praise God for who he is, we receive who he is. And when we receive who he is, you can imagine what comes with it. You are indirectly fulfilling scripture that says, seek first the kingdom of God, the righteousness, the spirit of God, and everything that is there. And every other thing shall be added unto you. When we praise God for who he is and he inhabits our praise, then scripture will be fulfilled that says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us. I think praising God is actually a kingdom principle which benefits us more than we can even imagine. Why should we praise God? We should praise God for the glorious things he has done, yes? We should praise God 
because he is worthy to be praised. I want us to look at Revelations chapter 4, verse 11, and we'll also look at Isaiah chapter 12, verse 9. I want to read Revelation chapter 4, verse 11. It says, Thou art worthy. And I like this song. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things are for thy pleasure. They are created. When we talk about praise, it is all about God. It has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with what he has done for us or what he is doing for us it is all about god i think god should be and when it is god-centered it becomes the kind of praise that god himself would accept i'm not saying if you praise god for doing something good is bad no obviously you should be grateful we should be grateful i'm not saying if we praise god in in expectation and in anticipation is bad no it is actually good to do that i mean we've heard of testimonies where people praised god ahead of our head of certain things that we are trusting God for, and then it happened. But at the core of everything, we are praising God because God is God, because he is worthy to be praised. I want us to see Isaiah chapter 12, verse 5. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 5. I'll read I'm using the King James Version. Isaiah chapter 12, verse 5 says, Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. So we see scripture also encourages us to praise God when he has done excellent and marvelous things in our life. The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I've mentioned that before. So the condition, our praise should be unconditional. Our praise should not be situational, based on the situation. Our praise should be based on God. The origin, the foundation of our praise, everything should be God-centered. Whether he has done it or he has not done it, whether he will do it or he will do it, that should not be a deciding factor. Bear in mind, the Bible says heaven and earth will pass away. So even that thing you are expecting God to do, at some point it will pass away. The only thing that will not pass away is the word of God. And that should be the basis for which we approach praise, to give God praise. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to talk about when and how should we praise God. Some people praise God when they come to church. Some people praise God when they are in the congregation or in the midst of believers. Some praise God when it is time to pray. When should we praise God? Since God is outside of time, He does not dwell in time. I think it will not even be right for me to start using time to say, okay, this is the time to praise God. This is the time frame. Praise should be a lifestyle. It should be something we live. It should be something that comes naturally and instantaneously. We should do, it should be something that, I don't know the word to use, it should be a part of us. I think praise is part of the kingdom, it's a kingdom culture. For instance, in the Yoruba culture, there is a way they greet. It comes naturally, even without thinking. You see them, I think it's just, it comes like reflex. They just prostrate and then they lie down to it. Praise in the kingdom of God is the culture. It is the lifestyle. And as children of God, it should be part of our own lifestyle. I want us to see Psalm 145, verse 2. 
and I will also read Psalm 119 verse 164. Psalm 145 verse 2. Psalm 145 verse 2. The psalmist says, Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Psalm 119 verse 164. Psalm 119 verse 164. Psalm 119 verse 164. It says, yeah, it says seven times a day. Yes, I've read that, but it says seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgment. So we see the psalmist saying, I'll praise you completely seven times a day. And I will praise you every day. So praise should be as long as we have breath. We should constantly praise the Lord. We should constantly offer him praise. Whether we are in church, we should praise the Lord. Whether we are comfortable or not, we should praise the Lord. Whether we are happy or not, we should praise the Lord. Whether our prayers have been answered or not, we should praise the Lord. We should keep on. It should be a lifestyle, like I've said. And I pray that the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Now one might ask, with what should I praise the Lord? We should praise the Lord with our body. We should praise him with the fruit of our lips. We should praise him with our substance. We should praise him with the dance. We should praise him with timbrels. We should praise him with our skill. We should praise him with everything that we have. Everything that we have, we should use it to give praise to God. So that at the end of the day, the glory, it goes back to God completely. I don't know why this story is popping up in my mind, but I want to share it, and I hope I'll be able to link it to this particular subject. I didn't plan to share it. Um, a few weeks ago, I was at the bus stop. I was going to walk. And as I was going to walk, the question just struck me, and the question was, who are, you? who are you? And I was like, who am I? I said, who are you in the United Kingdom? I said, I'm... I'm a PhD student, but I'm sort of dropped out. And the boy said, no, you are not, that's not who you are. I'm a data analyst. He said, no, that's not who you are. That's a part of you. Who are you? And I kept going on and on, saying, okay, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this. And the boy said, no, that's not you. Who are you at the end of the day? And the only answer I could come up with was, I am actually a product, a child of God. And I think that is enough for me as a Christian. And that should be enough for all of us. And if we know that we are children of God, we are products from God, we came out from God, then it should not be a thing of struggle to praise God. I don't even, I don't want to, there's something I want to say, but I'm not going to say it, so it doesn't sound blasphemous, but it, will not be, it should not be a thing of struggle to praise, to give back to the source we came out from. If we came out from God, we should be, we should be able to do it with joy and with delight with joy and delight. David said something. He said, I was glad when he said, let us go into the house of the Lord. David's natural environment was the house of God. I know he was a man of war. He enjoyed battles. He enjoyed taking care of flock. He was a man of the field. You know, he was a man that had several aspects, but he specifically said, I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. We are living in an era where this is end times where people struggle to people struggle to do the things they are supposed to do for God. 
And these are the things that we should do ideally with gladness of heart. The things that we should do with all that we have, given that we are products, we are children of God. I want us to read, and this will be the last, Psalm 150, verse 1 to 6. Psalm 150, verse 1 to 6. He said, Praise ye the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. We have to praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power, praise him for his mighty art, praise him according to his excellent greatness, praise him with the sound of the trumpet, praise him with the psaltery and harp, praise him with the timbrel and dance, praise him with string instruments and organs, praise him upon the loud cymbals, praise him upon the high sounding cymbals, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I want to drop this. Everything we are expecting God to do for us, God has already done it. Everything you are trusting God for, everything that God has laid in your heart that ah, I could be this, I could be better in this aspect, I could actually aspire to this level, God has already done it. And bear in mind that God does not live in time. He doesn't even live in eternity. Eternity lives in God. But we in time, we are the ones that will now need to follow certain processes, certain steps to get to where God has destined for us. So, in faith, we should praise God. In hope, we should praise God. In love, we should praise God. We should praise God even when we have not seen those things we are trusting Him for. We should praise God even when it looks like everything is going the other way around. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and this is where I'll be ending, they were thrown into the fire, and even in the fire, they were moving about. I believe that that motion, they are not just moving about for nothing. Although the Bible didn't record it, but I would like to think that they were actually praising God. And the Bible says the fourth man was there, Jesus, God himself, inhabiting their praises. And as a result of their praise, the eyes of the king was opened. He said, ah, we, threw, we threw three men into the fire. How come I'm seeing a fourth person? And I'm not just seeing a fourth person. The fourth person looks like the son of God. I mean, he wasn't a Christian. But his eyes was opened enough to see the fourth person and to know where the fourth person was coming from. The power of praise. Praise creates an environment. It creates an atmosphere. It creates, I mean, if you enter into a place where there is praise, there is no way you will not feel it. And I'm hoping that even as this lockdown eases, as we come back to church, that we'll be able to create an environment of praise. And it will start by us creating it at home, because if we've not created it at home, it will be difficult to carry it to church. So let's create an environment of praise in our houses and then bring it to church in such a way that the house of God is a place where people are longing to go. People always want to be there. I want us to see the place I have read it before, Second Chronicles chapter 5, verse 12 to 14. It says, as they, sound, as they sounded the trumpet, as they sang to the Lord, the cloud, God's presence, came down into the temple that even the priest could not minister. He could not minister. And now let me speak specifically to us as choristers. I know we have some of us here. Can we get to that level where we sing new songs? Where we sing songs to the point that at the end of the ministration, pastor will be like, you know what? If this is the only thing, we are blessed. We can just share the grace and maybe make altar call and everybody goes, let's get to that level of praise. And it starts with me, it starts with you. It starts with a revelational understanding. There was a place Jesus said, Father, I thank you. And why was he thanking God? He said, I thank you because you have not revealed these things 
to the wise, but you decided to reveal them. So this was Jesus, our Lord Jesus, praising God as a result of the revelation he got. My prayer for us is that the Lord will take every one of us into a new beginning in praise. In our offices, we will praise God. As we are driving to work, we will praise God. As we stay in our offices, we are praising God.